Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, full disclosure, I'm uh, certainly a fan of caffeine. <laughs> uh, coffee right here in front of me. Um, and, and yeah, look, I mean, uh, I think a lot of us are, are caffeine addicts to some degree or certainly uh, dependent on it. And then coffee is an enjoyable beverage, let's face it. Um, you know, and, and look, I'll be honest, too. I mean, uh, energy drinks, I don't, I don't I like energy drinks. I'll have an energy drink now and then. To me, it's just a, a different vehicle for the same kind of thing. It's kind of like beer versus wine. Maybe you're more of a beer person, but have some wine now and then or vice versa. Uh, it's kind of a different way, I guess, of basically delivering the same drug, essentially, which is what we're talking about here in caffeine. Uh, but let's also face it. I mean, you know, kids are, are less inclined to drink coffee. I don't think I drank coffee until I was at least 18 or 19, even though I remember it. You know, you could order a coffee in, in the high school cafeteria, and there were a few kids back then who were into drinking coffee. But with energy drinks, it's totally different because we're basically talking about what's essentially soda pop jacked up with, with caffeine. You know, back in my day, I guess there was Jolt, jolt Cola, but that was pretty much it. So... There's no doubt that that, um, kids are drinking more caffeine, probably on the whole, than they did a generation ago. So how worried should we be? Because caffeine's not quite on the level of of alcohol or tobacco, where it's, uh, you know, any caffeine is bad. I mean, even Health Canada has its own caffeine guidelines or maximum recommended daily limits, and there are numbers in there for, for kids. So some caffeine is is okay, but probably what some kids are getting, probably more than they should be. So how do we need to deal with that? Uh, well, to that end, some new research uh, led by a researcher at the University of Calgary has some recommendations and some proposed new guidelines for dealing with uh, teens and caffeine and energy drinks in particular. Uh, Jane Shear is an associate professor in the Faculty of Kinesiology, member of the Alberta Children's Hospital Research Institute and the Cummings School of Medicine at the U of C. Uh, joins us on the line here this afternoon. So, Dr. Shear, first of all, welcome to the program. And, and tell us a bit more about what do we know about you know, the level of consumption around energy drinks and and young people? The consumption among young people has just been skyrocketing. And this trend is now permeating into sports as well. So it's not uncommon to go to a hockey game or a football game, and these are adolescents we're talking about, and see these individuals consuming energy drinks as well. So the energy drinks are very much marketed towards the adolescent demographic. And so what's the concern here? The concern is is that because children and adolescents have a much lower body weight, they're actually consuming a high level of caffeine. And when they do that, they experience a lot of the same symptoms that either you or I would. So they get jittery, they get talkative, and they may experience things like headaches and heart palpitations. And so it's those adverse side effects that become concerning. 
I mean, do we view energy drinks or should we view energy drinks differently than, than say, coffee? Is, is a teenager buying an energy drink any more or less concerning than a child buying, a, you know, a, an extra large Tim Hortons or Starbucks coffee? Yes, and I'll tell you why. When we look at coffee, coffee is usually a hot drink consumed slowly. It's also bitter. So a lot of children and adolescents don't necessarily like it. In comparison, the energy drink is usually cooled. It's marketed to kids, so it's got very attractive labeling. And because they're usually sugar-sweetened, you can consume a lot of caffeine very rapidly. And is it, the, is, is it that latter point that's of particular concern, that if, if caffeine is consumed quickly versus over a longer period of time, is there a different kind of impact? No, it's they. I mean, you can consume coffee fast if you want to as well. The concern here is that they're attractive to kids, and kids don't necessarily know when they've had too much caffeine. So adults get those signals, okay, I've had too much. Kids don't recognize those signals in their body and will tend to consume more. And this is what's causing an increase in poison center control calls about kids overdosing on energy drinks, emergency room visits, and adverse events. We've even had deaths related to energy drink consumption here in Canada. Well, do we have a clear link? I know there have been cases that, that certainly energy drinks have been pointed to as, as a possible factor. Do, do we have you know, some, some clearly established examples of where this has happened? Yes. I believe there's a, there's a direct causation, and it's mostly going to affect kids with an underlying health condition, whether they know that have, they have a health condition or not. Right. One example could be, for example, a heart arrhythmia. So a child with an underlying heart arrhythmia consumes a lot of caffeine that exacerbates that condition. And then we put them in a sporting situation where you're elevating heart rate again. That combination of factors, in my professional opinion, is linked to the adverse events that we see in the media. I guess one difference, too, between energy drinks and, and coffee, though, I mean, it's it's not abundantly clear to anybody who's who's drinking a, a big Starbucks coffee how much caffeine is is in that, that particular beverage or or who should and shouldn't be consuming it. When it comes to energy drinks, and, and I believe it's mandated to, to a large extent, uh, it, it's shown how much caffeine it contains. There's even a warning that it's not intended for people under 18. You're exactly right, but if you read the label carefully, what the label says is it's not intended for use in children or, for example, breastfeeding women. If you ask a 12-year-old if they're a child, I'm pretty sure you'll get a straightforward answer that they're not a child. And so labeling needs to be reconsidered, and we need to put these products are not meant for individuals under the age of 18. Well, why 18? 18 is a time in your life when you have finished maturing to a large part skeletally, and so you have a larger body mass. I mean, some individuals are going to be larger at 16, but generally we want to protect that pediatric population. But, I mean, does caffeine belong in the same category as, as alcohol and, and tobacco? I remember you, at my high school, this was before energy drinks, but, I mean, they served coffee in the cafeteria. I mean, obviously, they weren't serving uh, beer or, or cigarettes in the high school cafeteria. So the energy drinks, and it's interesting you, mar- you mentioned tobacco because the energy drink companies are actually taking a lot of playbooks from tobacco, they're using content marketing to get to kids. They're using gaming. They're using slogans, for example, party like a rock star. So the packaging and the advertising around these products is very much targeted to kids. And you're right. You know, ca- coffee does have caffeine. 
And if you drink too much coffee, that can be bad too. The problem here is that these products are really being targeted to kids and they can drink them without knowing what's in them. And so I think education has to be part of the solution here. Right. But I mean, if I go to, to the uh, Health Canada website and, and they have uh, an advisory about safe levels of caffeine consumption, probably all of us should should be aware of what that is. Uh, so they have healthy adults, pregnant women, but they also break it down for young people, children mm-hmm. aged four to six, children yeah. aged seven to nine, 10 to 12, 13 and older. And it's obviously different in each of these age categories. But I mean, we wouldn't say that there's a safe amount of, of alcohol for, for kids to consume. So, I mean, you know, caffeine, again, it sort of goes back to the point that caffeine is not tobacco and caffeine is not alcohol. But if we look at those Health Canada guidelines, the guidelines, for example, for a 10 to 12-year-old states that the child should consume no more than 2.5 milligram per kilogram per day. One large can of an energy drink is going to exceed that by double or triple the amount. And so that's the concern with kids. I mean, if we talk about tobacco and alcohol, we have age limits on who can purchase those. The difference here is your 10-year-old can walk into a 7-Eleven and purchase and consume energy drinks. Well, okay. So uh, for children 10 to 12, it says no more than 85 milligrams per day. A a 250-milliliter can of Red Bull has 80 milligrams of caffeine. And so Red Bull is not one of the, the biggest offenders. There are energy drinks. I picked up one last night at Market Mall, and it was, I think, about a 300-mil serving, and it had 400 milligrams of caffeine. And that clearly is against all Health Canada regulation, but that product is out there and available. So going from 85 milligrams up to 400 in a single beverage is a huge, huge jump. So in that case, the product, I believe, is dangerous and shouldn't be consumed by children. Well, could we regulate uh, caffeine amounts? I think there, there needs to be more done both on the regulation side, the marketing side, but mostly the education side. We need to put the ha- this education in the hands of the consumers, the children. We need to get this information into schools because, let's face it, kids are really curious about caffeine and energy drinks. Well, indeed they are. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think, as you say, I mean, the evidence is clear that, that they're popular among young people. So uh, you're calling, though, for the sale to be restricted to, to 18 and older. I would like to see the labeling change, that warning label change to make the labeling bigger. You often can't read labels on energy drinks, and that's problematic. And I'd like it to switch from children to 18 years of age, yes. Now, I'm not really saying we should enforce restriction on sales, but I think that warning label does need to be clear and we need to get the message out that a lot of the beverages in the store, you know, may look like a sports drink. They may look like a Powerade, but they're actually caffeine-containing energy drinks instead. A lot of kids can't make that differentiation. All right. Well, uh, people can read these new guidelines. It's the American College of Sports Medicine, AC or rather, ASCM.org, which, which you played a lead role in, in developing here. Uh, so who does this fall to, though, to make these changes? Is this, is this federal jurisdiction? Would it be provincial jurisdiction? Uh, how do we go forward here, do you think? Yeah, so this falls under Health Canada regulation, um, and there are a lot of offending drinks that exceed caffeine levels on the market, and we need to ask the government do more to monitor these products on an ongoing basis. We also have to ask for changes, for example, to education curriculums. We learn about fruits and vegetable servings per day. Why not learn about energy drinks and caffeine as part of that and how they affect something like sleep quality? 
Well, and that's a big issue with young people, isn't it? Because, um, you know, there, there are all kinds of reasons why they're not getting the sleep they need. Certainly technology plays a big part of it, but uh, you can get caught in this caffeine cycle. Maybe a lot of us do it as, as adults. Caffeine affects our sleep. We're tired. Well, we need more caffeine to, to keep us awake and on and on it goes. Exactly. But the recommendations here are really around protecting children at risk. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Dr. Shear, thank you so much for joining us here today. I really appreciate this. Great. Thank you. There you go. That's uh, Jane Shear, uh, the Department of uh, Kinesiology at the uh, University of Calgary, also with the Alberta Children's Hospital Research Institute. So uh, wants to see some some tighter regulations around energy drinks. I mean, I, I get where she's coming from. It, it seems like a bit of an overreaction to, to some extent. Though. I don't know where she found uh, an energy drink with 300 milligrams of caffeine. Maybe I should have uh, asked her what it was. Now, some days that might come in handy. Uh, most energy drinks are nowhere near that. As she conceded, Red Bull, 250 mil can of Red Bull have about 80 milligrams of caffeine. And she says that's that's not one of the worst offenders. Monster, I think Monster's become the most popular uh, energy drink brand. Uh, typically, one of those cans of Monsters that are more like uh, almost 500 milliliters tend to be around 140, 160 milligrams of caffeine. So nowhere near 300. So, yeah, again, it's probably more than uh, your typical teenager should get. But, uh, again, a 13-year-old is different from a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old. So the recommendation of Health Canada is that for teens 13 and older, there's some math you got to do here, 2.5 milligrams of caffeine per one kilogram of body weight. So if you had your typical 120-pound teenager, that would work out to... um, 135 milligrams of caffeine. That would be kind of the daily max for a person that size, 135 milligrams. So yeah, if if that 120-pound teenager had a typical kind of energy drink at around 140 milligrams of caffeine, that would put them really at, at the upper limit of what they should consume on a daily basis. Plus, you know, caffeine you're going to get from other sources. So something to be aware of. Again, yeah, there, there's potential risk for teens having too much caffeine. And obviously, if you're drinking a nice, cold, refreshing beverage that you can suck right down, that's, that's a lot of caffeine. That's a big jolt to your system. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.